Well, I'll read back back cover of Rumi's Hidden Music. I never read this one. <clears throat> my love, you are closer to me than myself. You shine through my eyes. Your light is brighter than the moon. Step into the garden so all the flowers, even the tall poor, can kneel before your beauty. Let your voice silence the lilies, famous for its hundreds of tongues. Never noticed that one. <laughs> Gonna have to get some new books. We've gone through so many of them, we reread them, reread them now, so trying to find new ones within the books. Well, we have a few things to to share with you and go over today. So would you like to just do that first? You want to start with you? Yeah. yeah. So First off, I'd like to share with those of you that aren't aware uh, that Seal Fisher uh, has passed away. She died earlier this uh, last week, and um, uh, it was very sudden with a heart attack, and they feel that she probably was not even aware of it, just moved on out. Uh, I sense have seen her on the inner levels and is doing very well, and has really gone very high up. So she's, she's happy and at peace with it. She, I didn't see this. She told me um, uh, Friday when I saw her. She said that she got to see Norman just after she left her physical body. And they talked for a while and then she was able to go higher. So she went on up higher. And um, uh, she's very happy now, so... I'm sure she'd like us to be happy for her. So there is a memorial service this coming Tuesday at 1 o'clock. Do you want to flip that over to where you wrote it? It's at the Weed Corley Fish Funeral Home, which is just right over here on Lamar, uh, just south of 38th Street on Lamar. And we've got the address, the phone number, and everything right up here. And it's at 1 o'clock. And uh, be a chance to see the family, Terrell and Loretta, and uh, and just come and maybe share a little bit about uh, your experience with Seal all those years. Uh, she's been coming here. When did you guys start coming here? I don't even remember. Yeah, it was like in 96, wasn't it? Yeah. Sally Geis. Uh, when we first started the center here, I think it was the first day, uh, Tuesday we had it, first Tuesday night, Sally Geis and J.G. Geis and a few other people along with Seal showed up, and she's been coming ever since. So she probably missed nine in her life, <laughs> in the life of violin's classes anyway. She was very regular, very on, on time and very always here. So, so just to give you that information first. And then we have some other things we want to share about coins for kids. Do you want them to go on all that right now? Yeah, let's go ahead and, and do some of this and then we'll go on. We have shopping this coming Sunday for coins for kids at the um, 
Target at Palmer Lane and 30, uh, Interstate 35. We now have uh, $3,041. And so we'll be able to do some good shopping for, I think we have 50 children this year. And uh, we'll start at 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we always start over at the Target end of the store. I mean, the, 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 the coffee uh, Starbucks side of the store. So 9 o'clock, Starbucks at Target at uh, 35th and Palmer. And uh, we'll get some coffee and whatever and kind of wake up and strategize the day and uh, give you some names and, and ages or however we're going to be doing it this time. Uh, for you to do some shopping, and it should be a good time. And um, just to let you be aware that we we also are going to have regular class that afternoon too. So one of the things we're doing because it usually takes a little while for the shopping, and then the checking out probably takes longer than the shopping. What we're going to do just because of whatever time between when we get done shopping and the class. We're going to ask people to go ahead, and when you're done shopping, if you're going to come to class, it is, of course, or, or not, I guess, um, just to do lunch um, on your own or maybe with a couple other people, so that way we can kind of keep things moving. Because I know we've done the group lunch afterwards in the past, but because of the class in the afternoon, we're going to be a little bit tighter time-wise and all, and we want to be able to still hold class as well. So, um, so what we're going to do is gather there, as we normally do at Starbucks and Laura will um, hand out the wish list for shopping for the children, and we'll do the usual checkout like we do, and then we just ask people if, if you're going to come to class that you just take the gifts with you after checking out and go have lunch, um, and then just bring them to class um, when we gather again in the afternoon. We'll, we'll open the doors usually around 2.30 we're here. We, we might, I can't say we'll come a little earlier because I don't know how late we'll be out there and just to grab some lunch and all ourselves before getting back here. So we just have to kind of play it by ear. So just to be aware of that, um, just so we can kind of keep things moving, because it'll be all day long we'll be going. So um, also, I guess it's still not too late if you still have some coins or whatever, if you've been saving up. I know we've got some back there yet, still yet. Um, just be aware of that too, and we, we always collect all year round anyway. For I know if you have any other, looks like Peggy brought in even more uh, stuffed animals back there, so that's pretty wonderful. Um, and just one quick note, I'm not going to go into it too much now, but just as a reminder, also our annual Christmas potluck party is Saturday, December 6th at 4 p.m. it starts. Um, just be aware if it's not on your calendars and you want to attend. So I guess that'll be uh, three weeks away. So we got a lot going on over the next few weeks here. I guess that's it for now. Go. No. And what else did you want to cover right now? No, I'm going to just start sharing. Okay. Then we'll go over this later. Yeah. So, it's just, um, I guess in a way there's opportunity always um, when a soul leaves the physical body. And to me it's always a wonderful um, movement of loving. 
And I've always, in a sense, been aware of it ever since even I was a child when somebody would pass from this level to another, this calm or this peace or this other dynamic of not only someone's passing, but even the people that would gather afterwards for the funeral or memorial service. And I never quite understood that until really more the last few years. And one of the things that I've learned over the years is that in that transition, when the soul does leave the body and takes its last breath, that not only in that soul's journey moving on into the other realms of spirit, but even the soul's still here in the physical body and what that journey is for each of those that have been touched or affected in one way or another by the one who has transitioned in that dynamic that is still here in the world with those, in a sense, um, celebrating or memorializing or whatever you want to call that in one's passing. And I always find that such a very profound, sacred time that I find it just moves me to this great place of vulnerability where there's just this love. But it's interesting because often that love I find in myself or I hear from other people that it often comes up as a sadness or tears, a letting go, a loss. And there's this grieving that tends to take place. But I found that I've as I've allowed myself to be open and vulnerable with that movement of even that grieving or sadness, that that vulnerability that that moves me to inside of myself, I have found opens a wonderful door in my heart, in my soul. And it is that door that opens that as I allow myself to move, even if it starts with sadness, but I allow myself the tears or the grieving of the loss, that as I continue in that, that I find that actually that movement is what brings me into this greater depth of experience of loving. And that's something I never quite realized that was really underneath that grieving or sense of loss, was that deeper sense of loving. And I bet each of us would find for ourselves that even in that sense of sadness, that if we really look, we'll realize the vulnerability we may be experiencing within ourselves. And as we allow ourselves to look, if, and I say if, because sometimes those feelings are so uncomfortable, they're hard to get through. They're hard to get past. We may at times feel stuck or trapped and even hard to cry sometimes. We can even feel it kind of caught in our gut or solar plexus where something's sticking. And that's really where the greater challenge is. And that I have found that as I can really just relax, that that place where sometimes even my own emotions may get caught or stuck, that as I can just relax with it and become more vulnerable, that I can find that energy beginning to move. And I may have lots of tears that come out or maybe even some laughter or tears and laughter at the same time, the joy, the sadness, all of it together, just this movement. But I have found that as I allow myself the space for that to move inside of me and to move through me is where I find myself moving into this greater action of loving. And it is in that loving that I experience more of what I call God's grace. And it's always at those times 
when a soul leaves this physical body that is very unique than at any other time. And so, as we always do here, I would encourage each of us to look at, even in Seal's passing, as another opportunity, not only for Seal and her journey, but also for each of us in our own journeys, that we may look more deeply at that movement of spirit within ourselves and see how that opens up and carries us, or to see where we may find ourselves getting blocked or uncomfortable with the passing of a soul from this physical world. Because it's all an opportunity to really discover more of that greater truth of the soul itself and to wake up and realize that it is not the physical body, but this really is a journey of the soul. And the soul has simply inhabited this physical body or this physical vehicle for a certain period of time to have life experience in this world. And that's an important part of the soul's journey. So it's wonderful to take the time, if anything, when we have a funeral, a memorial service, or just even in our own, as we may contemplate one's transition or passing, to really look at the opportunity of that journey of life itself. And so, as I continue my own journey, and looking in that movement of spirit that gives life to the body and takes life from the body, that it is life itself that is always in movement. That's the key. That it is life itself that is always in movement. This body doesn't have any movement without the spirit of life. So give attention to that spirit of life. And that's where, as we give it that greater attention, where we ourselves will begin to awaken and discover more of that truth of that light of loving and what that is. Because in this world, it seems to be such a mystery, such a mystery, unsolved. We just don't seem to be aware of it. We don't seem to know what is it. Why is it in this planet there's always a question, why am I here? How did I get here? What is this life about? What's beyond this physical life? All those questions that always go on and all the time in this world. But it's those that choose to really look, that choose to look and to learn and to really understand, to see what is going beyond, what is going on beyond or behind the physical scene. You know, it's kind of like a play. You got all the actors on the stage and then we just see them as the curtain opens up. We get to see them doing their roles and their parts and the play as it progresses on. But what goes on behind all the preparation? What's really all the setup, the directing, the props, all the roles, people preparing, rehearsing, acting out? That's what I'm talking about is what goes on behind the stage of where we just see the presentation. The only way to know is to go backstage, is to take a look. Sure, it's fun to sit in the audience and just view and enjoy the show, 
And that's what most of us are doing in our own lives as we're going about our day, is just watching our own show and the shows of those around us. But when do we really stop to take the time to see what's behind the show? What's gone in to the making of the show? Where did the storyline come from? Whose idea was it anyway? What's really going on in this great theater of life? And so, it's important at some point to take a look, to begin to not only ask those questions, but then to begin to take the actions to answer those questions. Because on life's journey, it is not just about asking questions and getting answers, in other words, information for the mind, but life's journey, the unfolding story, is about asking the questions and then answering the question ourselves by having our own life experience. That's the real answer, not the information. And so it's important to realize that, to take a look, to ask, but then to take action so that we have our life experience to get our answers, to really know the greater play that is going, be, going on behind the stage, that we begin to awaken and know the greater truth of this unfolding story. So take a look when you're ready, when you want to. Take a look, because nobody's making you do it. You don't have to. But one day you're going to want to, just, if anything, to satisfy your own curiosity, to really learn what's going on. And the wonderful thing is, when you are willing to look, to learn, to really see and hear the true story, is when all of a sudden you're going to have that great awakening to see that life itself is always going on. And all we do is take on different roles that we play out from time to time. But then we go on with our true living beyond playing the role, beyond a character, whoever the character is that we're playing. But the true self that is playing that role, to really begin to discover and to know who the true actor is, not the part that's playing, but that true essence of loving we call soul, who we are, the divine, living, loving essence of the Lord, to begin to really come to know that truth and to experience that, to begin to let go of the roles, to begin to let go of the rehearsal, trying to get our part down just right, to perfectly play out our part, to let it go. Isn't it funny, even the best actors are the ones that are most natural and they're relaxed? Well, guess what? That's a demonstration of how we, the soul, as we can live our own lives in the most natural, relaxed way, do we become the best actors. But why do we become the best? Because we know the truth and we let it unfold and enjoy the ride that we really enjoy our participation in life in the roles we're playing because we know the greater truth beyond the role.
And then the wonderful thing is, when you know that in yourself, and here's the key, the only way to know it in truth is in yourself. And when you know that in yourself, then you will also know it in everyone else. But not until then. You're not going to know it through other people. The only way to truly know is through yourself within. So follow that. Move with that. And as you wake up and discover that greater truth within yourself, you'll begin to see the greater truth within and all. And then, that's usually when life really begins to be more of a joyful play rather than the seriousness or trying to perfect it to get it just right. The wonderful thing is, when that day comes, you realize it's been right all along. What do they say? Practice makes perfect? So you just keep practicing until you realize it's been perfect all along. That you haven't had to make it perfect, but that it has been perfect all along. So follow that. You don't even have to let it unfold. It's unfolding already. But as we within ourselves can move to a place of letting go and letting it unfold within ourselves, that is us letting go of our expectations and beliefs and fears and judgments. That is us letting go. That is the part that we each have a responsibility to, to wake up, to do our part of letting go so that we can wake up and know the truth of spirit. To know the truth. It's always here, always has been, always will be, right here, in us, in front of us, everywhere. It is us. But this journey in this world is one of recognizing First, the illusion often is the case. So to wake up and see and know the truth, we have to let go of the illusion. But believe me, it's a lot easier to do that when we're looking to the truth of spirit and looking towards that and moving in that direction to be able to move beyond the illusion. So let go. Just let go. And that's how the journey unfolds. And its true simplicity is the letting go. Even in the soul's passing, you know, I'm very grateful for the experience that I get to have, that Jim has, and whoever else has those experiences, where we get to see whether a soul is still in the body or a soul drops the body and moves on. That we often get to participate with them in their journey, especially if they have taken the initiation with myself and Jim. Jim and I have a responsibility to work with those initiates on the inner levels of consciousness to assist them in their soul's journey of realizing what I'm talking about now, of seeing their role and realizing it's just a role. Let it go and wake up and know the greater truth of who you are. And so that's what we do. And it's a joy. It's challenging at times, i got to admit, because each of us have our areas within us and where we're so stuck or so attached to 
the way things are or the way things we want things to be and we're not willing to let go. That's where the lessons are. That's what we call karma. Unlearn lessons. You want to learn your lessons easy and fast? Just let go. Okay, God, I give it up. I don't care what it is. I don't care if I'm attached. Yeah, I'm aware I'm attached. So what? It's yours. Let it go. And then it begins to move. Because when we do that, we are inviting God in and giving God a chance to even come into our consciousness and work with us in waking up to the truth of that journey of soul. And so, what do Jim and I do? We kind of help God out. We help each of those students to learn the lessons, to recognize where they may be caught up in the illusion, the attachments, the expectations, and where maybe they can begin to look or to do, to take action, to really awaken to that greater truth of who they are. So that's what we do. Simple. So simple. We say, look here, look there, look there. That's it. Take a look. Do you want to keep doing it? Or would you rather do this? Take a look at God. Your choice. Freedom of choice. You get to choose freely if you want to keep doing the illusion and playing the role in the world, or whether you want to say, okay, I've done that part, been there, done that. Now let me go there so I can be who I truly am. And so, that and simplicity is what you could call a soul and its journey of awakening, minus all the details, Jim usually fills in the details. But we'll see how that goes today. But realize the simplicity. And believe me, folks, when that day comes for each of us to take the last breath in this body and for who we are, the soul, to now move on, in one sense, this journey doesn't change just because you don't have a body anymore. Unless, of course, you choose to do your life differently. Then it changes. Whether you have a body or no body, it doesn't even matter. What matters is what you choose in loving in your own soul in its journey of awakening. And that journey of awakening is awakening to the truth of who it is and who and what God is. And that's what we call the journey home. Because it is a journey. There's a movement. There's a traveling. In truth, it's all present right here, right now. But in the journey of experience, there's a movement of step by step, of recognizing, of knowing. The little ahas, I like to call it, the road of many enlightenments to the destination of illumination. So let it unfold. But know it's in your power to make it an easy one or a hard one. To choose to let go, to choose God, to choose loving. And just keep choosing that and allowing it to unfold you 
and bring you, the soul, into its greater knowing of itself. So participate. Practice your part. But practice the names of initiation, the names of God you've been given. And that's where you fulfill the role you're playing now. And you get to step off the stage. Get the applause, the accolades, the awards. And then you get to walk off stage and go home. And that's the greater truth. Really, we all have living within us of that wanting to go home, even when we don't realize it. But one day there's going to be an experience that will stir us awake, that'll assist us in beginning to recognize what we truly want, that wanting of going home. And that's where I am very grateful always when a soul leaves this physical plane because to me it has always opened that door and has stirred that true longing and wanting to go home. And to me that is one of the greatest services that any of us could do for another is to stir that longing of our own soul's journey of wanting to return. So thank you, Seal.